Welcome to the Panine Halacha podcast. Zmanim, Chapter 11, Hanukkah, Section 2, The Greek Empire. Over the course of hundreds of years, an advanced culture developed in Greece and accomplished a great deal in the realms of science, philosophy, literature, art, architecture, military strategy, and politics. Its power increased gradually. In defeating his adversaries, King Philip II of Macedon united the Greek city-states under his rule. He invited the great Greek philosopher and scientist Aristotle to tutor his son, Alexander III, later known as Alexander the Great. When Alexander ascended the throne, he began a campaign of conquests, and within three years, his army had conquered vast expanses of territory, Asia Minor, the land of Israel, Egypt, and the entire mighty Persian Empire as far as India. Those three years are, in the Hebrew calendar, 3,426 to 3,429, or, in the secular calendar, 334 BCE to 331 BCE. After Alexander died, the generals of the Macedonian army began fighting over the throne. In the end, they divided the vast territory under their control into several Greek kingdoms. As a result of the conquests, Greek culture spread throughout the world, consuming all other cultures and forming a single Hellenistic civilization. The system of government, language, culture, and sporting competitions in every single country was Hellenistic. The upper classes and the nobility of every land assimilated into Hellenistic culture and imitated its ways. Judea was among the areas ruled by the Greeks, and there too Hellenism spread. The Jews, however, were different from all the other nations, and the process of Hellenization proceeded relatively slowly in Judea. Nonetheless, over the course of 160 years of Greek rule, the influence of the Hellenists grew increasingly stronger, mostly over the affluent Jews. It reached the point where the Kohen Gadols, the high priests, Jason and Menelaus, were leading supporters of Hellenization, working to increase Greek influence in Judea. Jason built a gymnasium near the base of Migdash, which caused the Kohanim to prefer to watch wrestling matches rather than actually perform their sacrificial duties in the base of Migdash. To summarize, around the year 330 BCE, the people of Greece, led by Alexander the Great, conquered a vast empire, which included the land of Israel. The Greeks carried with them an advanced culture, which was responsible for many achievements in science, literature, and other realms. Wherever their empire spread, their culture, known as Hellenism, also spread. Later, the Greek empire split into multiple independent empires, all of which, though, were basically Hellenistic in their culture. The land of Israel, then known as Judea, was under Greek rule for hundreds of years, and slowly the Jewish people began adopting Hellenistic practices. This was especially true amongst the wealthy and the powerful and several Kohen Gadols of this period were notorious Hellenists. Three notes from me. First, this section represents a groundbreaking moment in the history of Halacha. 
Has any piece of ancient history appearing in any halachic, or for that matter, any Torah work, ever been as historically attuned as this one? I'm not in a position to comment on this section's historical accuracy. I can't say whether each line here is quote-unquote fact-checked with an academic historian or aligns perfectly with contemporary historical theories of the period. But I can say that this section is written in the style of accurate contemporary history. It quotes specific, accurate dates. It provides historical context. It differentiates between different subgroups. It aspires to a tone of neutrality. That is, there are no obvious good guys and obvious bad guys in this narrative. It seeks to sound researched, and personally, I have no doubt that it is. One detail that I really appreciate, by the way, is naming that there were actually several Greek empires at the time of the Hanukkah story. There wasn't one undifferentiated Greek empire with which the Hashmonaim fought. In sum, this is a history for college grads, and it's a conscious and innovative choice by the Panini Halacha to write as part of this Torah work in this particular style. Second, it is absolutely fascinating that the Panini Halacha opens his discussion of Greek culture with a lengthy description of its virtues. He spends time detailing their secular accomplishments while writing in a tone that itself effectively praises the entire endeavor of secular accomplishment. Such a perspective is not unprecedented. One can find many Torah sources, from Nach to the Gemara to Rishonim, which praise secular wisdom and which specifically highlight the qualities and virtues of Greece. What is interesting here is adopting such an approach in the context of Hanukkah, which is the holiday commemorating our violent war against Hellenists. If there is any time to omit or avoid positive references in the Jewish tradition to Greek culture, and positive references in the tradition to secular knowledge or secular achievement, this here with Hanukkah would be the time. And yet, the Panini Halacha doesn't even offer a measured approach. He lets their positive achievements stand on their own. Third, I want to highlight an important shift that the Panini Halacha makes in this telling of the history. For five times in this section, he refers to Hellenism or Hellenization, and the people perpetuating it are basically presumed to be, well, Greeks. He then uses for the first time the word mityavnim, Hellenists, a group of people. And well, presumably, we're still talking about Greeks. But then you reread the sentence and it becomes apparent. Wait, these people who are being called mityavnim, Hellenists, they're actually Jews. It's a brilliant moment in which the rhetoric, that is, the word choice, matches the content. In a paragraph about how Hellenism slowly, subtly blurred into the Jewish people, the word Hellenist itself goes slowly, subtly, from referring to Greeks into referring to Jews. The Panine Halacha podcast provides English audio of Panine Halacha, an exceptional work of halacha by Rav Eliezer Melamed Shlita. The English translation was overseen by Ellie Fisher and Corin Publishers. These texts are available for free online, and beautiful printed volumes are available for purchase. The summaries and reflections are from me, Ben Greenfield, 
rabbi of the Greenpoint Shul in New York City. I occasionally make subtle changes to the original translation, often for clarity, sometimes by mistake.